listening to the All Things Good Podcast. to the HEG podcast. Today I'm joined by Kristen Van Nest. Kristen, hey. Kristen is a writer, actress, director, and much more. Hey Kristen, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So uh, how did you first you know, get into acting and comedy? Yeah, so I was actually living in Shanghai. I lived in China for three and a half years. So I was living over there and I worked... I was working in the wine industry um, for the largest wine importer, and at night I would do stand-up and improv, and I just got addicted. I loved it. Mm -hmm. So I started over there and then enjoyed it so much. Um, I visited L.A. and took a class at Upright Citizens Brigade, which is an improv school, and was just like this is next level. I need to move here. So I packed all my bags from China and uh, a month later left China and then ended up here in LA and have been doing comedy ever since. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what was uh, living in China like, you know, like doing stand up uh, there? I loved it. Um, Shanghai is a very international city. Um, so it's very much kind of like New York in like the city sense of it, uh, obviously culturally very different. Um, and so it was really fun. And there's like about two clubs there and you're mainly performing for a foreign audience. So it's a lot of Americans and people from outside China as well as some Chinese. Um, so I found that I had to use a lot of, uh, physical comedy because a lot of the audience their you know their first language isn't English mm -hmm. so that kind of um performing here like I was on the show the Chunky Zeta I was lead actress on that on Amazon Prime and the producer was like you are a like a physical comedy genius and I was like <laughs> I am but it kind of makes sense because I come from you know I came from performing in front of people who couldn't fully understand what I was right. saying so <laughs> So when you, uh, were you like into acting, um, and writing, you know, doing stand up before you moved to China or is that kind of something you just, you know, went out on a whim and tried it when you were living there? Yeah, that was a, went out on the, on a whim. Um, so before that I studied in college international affairs and economics, so very different. <laughs> and, uh, my goal was to do international business, which I did. So, um, yeah, I graduated college. I worked in New York city for a branding consulting firm. Then I got a Fulbright scholarship, moved to Luxembourg, lived there for a year, moved back to New York, um, started writing a lot, but more kind of on the business side of things and just didn't really feel ready to be back in the States. So I was like, I'm going to move to China. And so I did. Um, but my plan up until I started comedy um, was really to just do international business. I love, I, I mean, I love, I love traveling and I love kind of connecting with people who are from different backgrounds and different cultures. Um, so I was doing that. And then, I don't know, I think if you have that like creative bug in you, <laughs> it's just, sometimes you can't resist it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So it, it seems like uh, every comedian has, you know, like a they get booed off stage type moment. Did you ever have that in China or? Um. Oh yeah. I mean, bombing on stage <laughs> is just like just ripping your Nightmare. ego out. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Um. It feels terrible. Uh, <laughs> and then, but then you know, after you have your first big bomb, you're kind of like. Okay, that actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> like in your head, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like everyone thinks I'm not funny. Like, why am I doing this? Why would I do this to myself? And then you're like, "Oh, you know what? That was just another, you know, Monday night." So um, I definitely had those. And um, I mean, after you've had a couple, you're like, "Oh wow, yeah! Like this isn't as bad as I thought it was." <laughs> And then you just keep doing it to yourself because you're a masochist. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> kind of get used to it almost. <laughs> yeah. So you, you talked a little bit about uh, the chunky Zeta that's on Amazon Prime, right? And yes. You're a you're a lead actress in that. Do you want to maybe just tell people a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, it's the premise of the show is it's all sorority girls. And the lead actor, who also is a writer and producer of the show, Bradley Laborman, um, he's in real life an older man, but on the show he plays a hot sorority girl. <laughs> so the show is these sorority girls who think, you know, being a sorority girl is the most important thing in their <laughs> lives. Um, so I was the nerdy sorority girl, um, which fits my personality quite well. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it was, I mean, it was really fun. I, I had just moved to L.A. I was only in L.A. for about eight months before I got cast on the show. So I was very lucky in that sense. And um, it was, I mean, it was just great learning um, being on a set and being a lead. You know, you're there almost every day because you're in most of the episodes. So um, it was really cool kind of like learning on the ground uh, what it's like being an actor in LA. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you do some writing, you do some acting, uh, you've done some directing as well, right? Or are you looking to get into directing? Yeah. So I, um, am on the leadership team and run the writer's room of a YouTube channel called Night Pants. And we have, um, over 10,000 followers. And so on there, um, I, oversee the writer's room so I oversee like everyone's ideas for upcoming sketches and I also write act and direct my own sketches so oh. there's a couple up there that I've done um and I mean I look up to Phoebe Waller-Bridge who also writes acts directs mm -hmm. um and like Aziz Ansari, Amy Schumer you know they all kind of they come from comedy and create their own very unique worlds that um that they create that are funny and kind of like educational in weird ways. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like very much in the vein of where I want to go and what I'm currently doing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then I do funny characters on Instagram and Twitter as well. And those are partially written, partially improvised. It's usually like meeting someone kind of interesting in an Uber and being like, Oh, this person exists. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of using that as inspiration for for comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about. Uh, I know your your characters are a big hit on on Instagram and, and Twitter, right? So what yeah. what are you know? Give us some. Uh, can we get a sneak peek of some of those characters? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, one of the most recent ones 
I posted is this uh, woman from Long Island, uh-huh. and she's uh, like being like, Timothy Chalamet is too young for you ladies. <laughs> um, so that's my most recent character, and she is actually, that's a sneak preview. I'll give you guys a little uh, <laughs> heads up that um, of a sketch that will be coming out on the Night Pants channel awesome. that I wrote, acted, and directed. So I did a full sketch with that character, um, which will be coming out soon. It's currently in post-production. Um, so, yeah, I I do a bunch of characters. I do Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because who doesn't love RBG? Um, I do some celebrity impressions, and then I do some of just, like, funny... You know, it's just, like, whatever kind of inspires me. I, I did one, like, making fun of how Hallmark channels are always the same the same plot every single time and yet it's magic apparently in fact if you want to write for them they have a very specific formula that you have to like (laughs) if you submit a script they're like you have to hit all of these things like 15 minutes in he's taking his shirt off but there's only kissing (laughs) and yet we all every christmas watch them all so clearly it works right (laughs) (laughs) Who, who do you do for uh celebrity impressions um, I've done, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, I did, like, Lady Gaga opening up, uh, a pet shop, um, <laughs> after she, like, wore her meat dress, she just, like, realized how important <laughs> puppies are, um, yep. I do, uh, I'm trying to think, like, um, Lana's El Rey <laughs> opening an ice cream shop, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've done I've done a couple. I, I need to do more. Yeah. Um, I did like a Hillary Clinton one that was just kind of on, um, like, what does Hillary Clinton do now that she's retired? <laughs> so I had her work, working at the National Archives, educating people on uh, on American history. So are the characters that you like make up are they, uh, you know, characters that you've thought about putting into scripts, or are they kind of just random? you know, of the moment, uh, just think of it, like, are they kind of, you know, like, would you, do you want to put them in your scripts eventually, or is it kind of just, you're just having fun? Yeah, great question, um, I'd say both, like, I, for me, as a performer, you know, it's just kind of fun in between my bigger projects to be able to do these little characters, and that's one of the great things about the internet, is that, you know, you can, like, so easy to just like if you love acting or you love comedy it's so easy to like take out your phone and and you know put up a tiktok video or make a funny character it's just very easily accessible Mm -hmm. um and so for me it's kind of like fun like i am writing long longer tv pilots uh to write a series and um and in between those it can kind of be like a palate cleanser of like getting into like really deep complex characters mm-hmm. to take a step back and like write a funny article or or just record a funny character um it kind of like keeps my mind sharp and and keeps my eye on like you know doing all this like writing is hard and and you know coming up with great characters is difficult and i feel like um being able to do like kind of smaller characters or write for like satirical publications online it like reminds me that it's my love (laughs) and it's like hey i'm having a great time doing this 
So coming from like, I don't know how to fix this plot point, I can kind of take a step back and be like, oh yeah, I'm doing this because it's fun and I enjoy it. Right. <laughs> but between uh, writing, acting, and directing, which one do you prefer the most? Ooh, that's so hard. Because um, they're also also different in their own way, so. Yeah, I feel like they each feed me in a different way, if feeding me is the word. Um, <laughs> writing is, like like I said, like extremely hard. It's kind of like finding an old scar, stabbing it, and then just, like, digging around for meaning. <laughs> yeah. So it's much of, like, it's a little bit harder of... Um, a medium and it takes time because you're like creating something completely fresh um and with acting you're like going into the kind of like depth of a person or someone a character that exists um so I feel like like writing is very much like kind of an internal thing that I do by myself and it's very like reflective and with acting it's very much like something you know you're per you're with other people performing and um it's much more kind of like an extroverted um I guess like kind of like energy flowing out while like writing is kind of like more of a reflective looking in and then directing is like the mix of all of it yeah. <laughs> because directing is like taking that um taking from the page and bringing things to life visually and then on the day of set it's managing I mean I think the fact that I come from a business background I'm very comfortable managing people and I think the skills part of the skills of directing overlap um mainly in the the idea of like you want everyone on your project to do their best work, so you're trying to motivate them to do their best work um, while staying on a schedule. <laughs> mm -hmm. And having, like, fun creatively, coming up with, like, those little magic extra gems and moments that you can put into what's already on the page. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like, well, they're all, like, very present, Um but yeah, they, they kind of like feed me as a creative in different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, writing is the, you know, the creator, acting, you're doing it, and then directing is you're, you know, piecing it all together, essentially. Yeah, I, that's a perfect way. You described it better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. <laughs> so how would you, you know, for people who want to get into acting or comedy, what would be your, you know, recommendations to them? You know, since, you know, you haven't, you haven't had the most, you know, traditional path that an actor would take. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool story. What would you recommend to other people looking to get into it? Yeah, I mean, for me, and these are my personal views on it, and everyone has different views. Um, I really think that you need to live a rich life to be able to do writing and acting and directing well. Um, because like you're pulling from experiences and moments. Um, right. so for me, like if I hadn't like at this point in my life, I've lived in China, I've lived in Europe, 
I've worked in like many different office settings with different kinds of people doing different things. Like I've traveled to over 40 countries. I've really like seen these different things. And so I'm kind of like boiling over with stories. Um, and I feel like some people, they want to go into create the creative path, but they only go and they train at a creative school and they've only ever done that. They've never worked as a barista or in an yes. office or kind of stuff. And I feel like it's harder to like create rich characters and create what people relate to if you haven't really had those other experiences in your life that have kind of like brought a rich flavor to that. Like so many times I'll be writing or I'll be acting and I'll be like, oh, this reminds me of this person or, like, this little situation. Um, like, I'm trying to think of a good example on the fly, but I'm not able to come up with one. Um, yeah, it's almost like, uh, you know, I mean, it, like you are saying, you kind of have to live a non-boring lifestyle. You know, even if, you know, say you, you had some bullshit job that you worked when you were 18 you know, you could still have some funny experience from that, that, like you said, maybe you gain a character out of that, or... Yeah, like, you have a rich understanding, and you have, like, you know, that one weird coworker, that, like, boss who's always trying to be liked, like, you know all those people, and then you're like, oh, yeah, this is perfect for that, and so you can draw from that, okay, that, like, boss who's always trying to be liked, if I'm playing a character that's very insecure about who they are, like, how does that boss approach people? Like, how do they hold themselves? Mm -hmm. And when you think of all of that, um, you can, I think you can make a more like beautiful, real character. And, um, and that's more interesting. And especially for comedians. Um, I've seen a lot of like, especially with stand up. there's people who want to be a stand up comedian, but it's just because they want that kind of image as opposed to wanting it for like a deeper reason of like, I love the craft mm -hmm. and it's very easy to see the difference between those two. Um, just because of like where they're pulling from creatively. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Uh, is there any like comedians that you look up to that you kind of, you're like, oh, I'd love to be like them someday. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, so for me, that would be Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I want to be her. And by that, I mean wear her skin. <laughs> she is amazing. I mean, Fleabag and Killing Eve are such very amazing shows. And I feel like her characters are really deep, but she also kind of, like, breaks the boundaries of what's expected. Like, um, you know, casting Sandra O. Oh, like, okay, she's Asian, but that doesn't matter. It's not discussed in the show. It's just that yeah. she's Asian. And prior to that, that wasn't really something that you saw a lot, which is really kind of sad. Um, yeah. Or, like, this one's darker, but, like, her character Villanelle, you know, is a psychopath, but is fun and fashionable. You don't really <laughs> have a lot of fun and fashionable psychopaths, yeah. you know? <laughs> So I love how she just kind of, like, took the, like, tropes that, you know, or, like, traditional characters that you might see, and then she made them completely her own. And she does a lot with dialogue, especially in Fleabag, where she's discussing what it means to be a woman. 
that kind of gets to a deeper level of like questions that society is kind of asking itself right now um but she does it in playful dialogue so it's not kind of like forcing feminism on anyone it's just kind of addressing it Mm -hmm. and i feel like good comedy is like a mirror on society um yeah it's almost like some sometimes comedy is just like you said it's just like clashing with what society's dealing with and sometimes it makes people feel uncomfortable sometimes it's good to get it out there (laughs) yeah yeah it's like and i think you know like especially right now there's a lot of heated issues in our culture especially in the u.s um and uh like if you try and talk about that over let's say thanksgiving dinner people (laughs) scream at each other (laughs) don't bring up politics that's for sure exactly (laughs) um but if you have it in a tv show and it's funny and people can laugh at it they're laughing at it together, but afterwards they're thinking about it. Like, oh, okay, that was like a different way of looking at that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like comedy can open the door and make people open to opinions that are different than their own in a way that's um, non-confrontational. Mm-hmm. So that you can kind of like have a more deeper conversation or or get people to think more deeply about something because you're you're talking about it in a jovial way instead of kind of like having this kind of like very serious and very like ego driven discussion which often happens in our real life when we try and talk to people who disagree with us yeah in comedy yeah like you said it just forces people to be more open-minded i mean i don't i don't know if you can trust anyone who doesn't laugh (laughs) (laughs) i I agree (laughs) So, so you're currently, you know, doing the, the Chunky Zeta, uh, you know, working on your own stuff. Is there any other stuff that you're working on for 2020 or that, you know, you're looking forward to? Yeah. So some of it I cannot formally announce, oh. but, uh, follow <laughs> me on Instagram and Twitter. It's really exciting. I have some great projects coming up. Um, other than that, I'm working kind of on the screenwriting side of things I've been writing, um, some pilots that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the focus there is my background is mainly in prose. I've been published in a lot of comedic um, satir publication, satirical publications like McSweeney's, Robot Butt, um, Weekly Humorous. And I've also had some comedic personal essays published in literary reviews and magazines. Mm-hmm. So I've done a lot on the prose side. Um, and so... Now that I'm over in LA, I'm really focused on kind of bringing that to the screen, mm-hmm. which, so I'm writing longer projects right now. And in the meantime, I'm working on my YouTube channel and working on the different like funny sketches. So I, like I was saying, there's one about a woman from Long Island that um, I shot this past weekend or the weekend before last we shot it. So I was acting and directing the piece that I'd written, and then this past weekend I sat down with the editor and did a rough cut. Um, so that'll be coming out in the next few weeks, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll keep. And then you know, every week I post new stuff on Instagram and Twitter. So, so all, like all the comedy, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to seeing what you you come up with on Instagram. Definitely, <laughs> definitely been a good follow. <laughs> 
Instagram. You guys have so many Thank great, you. like, inspirational quotes. I really enjoy them. And it's it's really beautiful just seeing kind of what people are doing to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with, like, all the turmoil that's going on. It's being, it's so nice to, like, right. just see how people are helping each other. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, we get some good feedback. And it's always a good reminder to people that, you know, there are there are people doing good out there, especially for you probably being in L.A. right now. I mean, it's pretty sad scene over there with uh, the whole Kobe stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's just so tragic. And, you know, he just, yeah, he, he's done so much. And it's and with his daughter, too. I yeah, mean, that was a really sad tragedy. That was just the final heartbreaker right there when you heard that his daughter was on board. Oh, yeah. So, uh, usually to end of the podcast, I like asking uh, the guests a couple questions. So, first one would be, what would be your advice to someone trying to overcome failure and how to push through it? Ooh, okay. <laughs> I love these. Uh, so, my view is like failure in the moment feels like an end point in time. Um but like another way of looking at it is it is a beginning point. And sometimes when you're in a moment of failure, you feel like everything has ended and it is the worst thing that has ever happened. Yeah. Um, but in retrospect, you realize that like it is just a point in time. And you know what? Like whatever it is that you're upset about, it doesn't in the grand scheme grand, of things, yeah. you have to frame it as not really mattering. And of course you care about it, but you have to remember that if you just keep going, there will be other more exciting and great opportunities that will happen. The worst you can do is stop trying to keep moving forward mm-hmm. because then it is an end point in time. So I feel like in the moment we're so, you know, how we view failure. And I see a lot like people will have a creative project and they'll get to that moment and they're about to sell it and then it doesn't sell or whatever. And then they don't believe that they can create anything else. (laughs) Yes, you can create more. You know, if you were able to create something that got to that point, you can probably create something better if you keep working on it. Mm -hmm. No, that's a, that's a great point. Yes. It's, it's, you know, say you fail at something, I mean, the grand scheme of the universe and like you said time it probably literally means nothing <laughs> yeah um another one is what do you think defines success oh gosh i don't know <laughs> that one's harder throwing um, some haymakers <laughs> here <laughs> um i mean i think happiness is a huge part of success um Uh, success is like when you've had an achievement um so when you you have succeeded at something that you were working towards um but I feel like it's like you there's so many little successes and maybe happiness I'm kind of defining happiness instead of instead of success but I'm gonna do it that way um (laughs) happiness is maybe celebrating the successes and then continuing on um and, and even except like celebrating little successes, you know, right. sometimes it's like, Hey, I worked out today. Check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely important <clears throat> to not only celebrate just the big goals, but you know, also the, the small goals that help you get there as well. Yeah. 
So just to recap for everyone listening, uh, this has been a, an ATG podcast with Kristen Van Nest. Uh, make sure to follow her on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Kristen, what is your, your Instagram again for everyone listening? Uh, yeah, it's my name. So at Kristen Van Nest, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-D-I-N-N-E-S-T. Awesome. Yeah, be sure to follow her. She'll be coming out with some more characters soon, I'm, I'm hoping. So, <laughs> Kristen, thank you for joining us today. It was, it was, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you.